1: Two Cents Podcast is episode 99, which is entitled Finite. But before I get into today's topics, I want to read you off the National Food Days of the Week. Today being November 6th, it is Nachos Day. Tomorrow, November 7th, it is Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. November 8th, it is Cappuccino Day. November 9th, it is Scrapple Day, as well as Greek Yogurt Day. Now, would you mind asking, what is Scrapple? Scrapple is a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal, wheat flour, often buckwheat flour, and spices. So basically a big hospodge of mush that's just basically compacted together to make some type of pork loaf. So that's basically what Scrapple is. November 10th, it is Vanilla Cupcake Day. November the 11th, Sunday Day. And November 12th, it is Happy Hour Day, as well as Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. When November 12th comes around, everybody that is going to be drinking Happy Hour. Please be responsible, please do not drink around children. Please know your drinking limits, so you will not go over it and act belligerent in front of anyone. That's all I have to say for you. So that's my PSA for that. Now on to today's topic. Um the episode is entitled Finite because I think people are constantly forgetting what finite means. So I went into Merriam-Webster.com uh, and I got the definition of finite, which means having definite or definable limits. A finite number of possibilities. That was the example for that. Having a limit nature or existence. Finite beings. Basically what it's saying is your time is measurable. Anything that is measurable is something of finite. So it means uh, you have a finite amount of items. You're on this planet for a finite amount of time. Anything that is measurable from the beginning to end, that's finite. And... It's real poetic that this episode is called Finite because I want to start off with some condolences here, and you probably already know where I'm going with this, but before I get into that specific person, I want to give off some condolences to uh, Julia Powell. She was the author of Julie and Julia. She died at the age of 49. People might know the name Julie and Julia off of the movie Julie and Julia. That was the movie that uh, chronicled a woman cooking out of Julia Child's a cookbook for a whole entire year. I watched that movie that came out in 2009. Years after it came out, probably like two years later after it came out, that made me have to like uh, download a lot of recipes and I started doing a lot of dessert recipes with that. I think I still have the recipes that I downloaded from that anyway. As this comes from NBC News, Julie Powell, the food writer, best known for her hit memoir, Julie and Julia, has died. Her publisher said Tuesday she was 49 Julie and Julia became an instant classic, and it is with gratitude for her unique voice that we will now remember Julie's dazzling brilliance and originality. Judy Klein, editor-in-chief of Little Brown and Company, said in a statement to NBC News, "...we mourn her loss with her husband, Eric, and her family. We are sending our deepest condolences to all who knew and loved Julie." Whether personally or through the deep connections she forged with readers of her memoirs, she was a brilliant writer and a daring original person, and she will not be forgotten. Her husband, Eric Powell, told the New York Times the cause was cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest at the age of 49, again, ladies and gentlemen, that is not a lot of time on this earth. That is a small, small, finite amount of time on this earth. She was just about to hit midlife crisis at the age of 50, because that's when you really start hitting it, but... That's still not a lot of time on this earth. She died at the age of 49 due to a heart attack. So again, ladies and gentlemen, please get yourself checked out. You don't know when you are leaving off this earth. So please go to your doctors, get yourself checked, see if you got any type of health condition that you are not aware of. And you should be aware of certain situations so you can at least try to figure out a way to handle them. I'm not saying that this woman didn't go to her doctor or anything. I'm just saying as a PSA, when I read Heart Attack and I read the ages, I just think, okay, probably want to go to your doctors now, everybody, because we kind of like brush that off under the rug whenever we're hurting and all this type of stuff, and we don't go to our doctors. We think we got it. Some of us know ourselves. Some of us don't. But instead, you still need to go to your doctors to get at least a second opinion on you to make sure you're good. But still, rest in peace to Miss Julie Powell. And now off to the big one, um, takeoff, rapper takeoff of the Migos. He died at the age of 28 uh, this week. He died uh, Monday night in Houston, Texas, and um, TMZ reported it. Everybody has been talking about it, and I'm not going to go into specific details. We knew that he got shot twice, one in the head, and one another part of the body but they're saying that the headshot was the one they took him out and um it's just real tragic it's real tragic when you think about it because um he just was starting to get into his groove with his uncle Quavo Quavo was about the same age around the ballpark with him him uh take off and offset they were part of amigos they got into everybody's like radar in the early 2010s I heard of the Migos because of my brother, and I would look up into who the Migos were. I listened to some of their songs. I was like, all right, they're cool, whatever. And then I start hearing some more music by them. I was like, okay, they're a good group and all this type of stuff. But again, I'm still not the most musical inclined guy ever out here. But I did like some of their uh, songs. And to me, it was just them as a group. Them as a group was different to me. You heard the flows, you heard how they rapped. It was just different from the times around, especially that time period, how everybody rapped. They came up with a different flow, and you will hear rappers now, they have come out and say that the Migos changed the game, they changed the industry, they made up a new flow for all the rappers now to be like taking that flow and doing it their own now, and just basically, the Migos flow was literally blueprinted. I remember where... Uh, the Migos had a song called Versace and apparently Drake was on it. And Drake was like the guy at the time who would just come onto your song, ride your wave, take your wave and you'll be left out in the dust. Migos, they literally decided, no, we're not going to be left out in the dust. We're going to continue doing our thing. And they just continued to grow in prominence. And that's what happened. And it's just a shame. Takeoff was the quiet guy out of the Migos he was never the guy to everybody just like looked at to be always in the news or anything else. He was the guy to just off in the back doing his own thing. It was just weird to me when I got the news, I was um, getting out of the gym at my college and I went to my class. I had to wait for my class to start. Cause I do that every time I usually wait an hour to let my body settle up and get itself back together. And my parents called me. My mother called me. And she asked me about, "Did you hear about one of the Migos passing?" She said, "Take off," and I said, "Excuse me." And I said, "You know, what? I'll I'll look into it because I know with parents they usually just look at the internet and they uh it's always that old cliche, don't believe what you see on the internet." And then they look at it, they gotta clarify it. To call me up to see if I see if it's real or not. And I said, "Okay, I'll look more into it and all this type of stuff." And this was still breaking news at Tuesday. When this thing started to really come out in the morning, everybody was starting to get on that news cycle of okay, somebody got shot in Texas, Houston, and we're all getting the information about it, it was takeoff or people don't know, and da 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 da. And then as news would come out frequently and more throughout the day, it would be confirmed that Takeoff was the one to end up getting killed at this uh event. And um it was just still weird. Everybody was talking about it on my uh, college campus. I would hear people on the phone talking about it and um, that tells you how big of an impact it was. Again, this is still new to everybody. It's still new. This is a guy that was on television. There was a guy that everybody could just listen to their music. Again, rap is like the number one genre in America. It's constantly been that way for these last couple of years and when you think of these last couple of years, Migos has been on the list for people that you're going to be listening to in the music industry for rap is just been that way so for takeoff to be literally now gone off this planet is just again weird at the age of 28 still young it's incredibly young now last week i said something about leslie uh jones the comedian who died and i believe he was 60 something and I said, that was a finite amount of time. He, he We don't have a month, as much time as we think we do. He died at 60-something, and people... And again, I made the comparison saying that 60 is almost close to 70. But then again, that still isn't at the time range where you think people are going to go out. Again, I say 80, 90, because usually that's about the time that everybody thinks, okay, they, they had a good life. They can now leave off this planet. At the age of 28, nobody's thinking, okay, I'll leave off this planet. Okay... I'm going to do this, or, okay, I had a nice life, 28 is not even a nice nice life, 28 is not even the beginning of, it's literally like the beginning of your life, you haven't even hit your prime yet, you haven't, hitting prime is a bunch of good, in the mid-30s, close to 40s now, especially in this dang age, because everything with modern technology, with nutrition, and, uh, Pills, you get more information day by day than you did way back in the day. So now hitting your prime is literally about your mid-30s to upper 40s. Now that's hitting your prime. He didn't even get to hit none of those things. He didn't. He had all the money in the world. He had all success in the world. And he still ends up dying. And you might have somebody that's literally like myself, who's a college student, that's Literally, only what? Only a couple years younger than him. I'm 26. I'm two years younger than him. And a guy like me wants all the money in the world, all the fame in the world. And I'm still here. One, thank God for that. Let's make sure that's perfectly clear. I'm not saying take me out. I'm just saying just look at how things are moving and how things are quickly going. It's weird. This world is quickly going day by day, fast and fast. And we're not taking the time to literally sit down and adjust ourselves and really just look at everything and just place everything in this right bubble. I know we all want to constantly move and move and move, but we have to sit down and just really think about things. And I think this one for certain individuals, people were able to really sit down and really look at themselves and look at everything and look at the times that we're in. Right now, we are in some real bad times. We are seeing people die left and right without no care in the world without us even flinching. We are just now saying that's part of the course now because we are on our phones. We're seeing it on television. It's constantly being reported day by day. You almost hear me on this podcast alone. Before I start the topics, you hear me give out some RIP to people that made either history in sports or made history in entertainment, any type of thing, just RIP. You heard me say it, and it's almost like a weekly thing, and I think people get desensitized to it when they constantly see and hear about people dying. We get desensitized to it. I don't think it really hits us until it's somebody that's so close to us, and then that's when we really sit down to stop and really just look at ourselves and look at where we are right now, especially just in society. I think society needs to stop with the guns. Let me just start with there. I think if you're not in the military and you're not serving out of this country or certain serving your government literally across the uh ocean or if they deploy you somewhere i don't think you should have a gun on you and start shooting off on somebody to be honest with you i think that that the time of shooting people are basically done here i think we need to go back to the days where people used to like okay we're just gonna fight in the streets if we have a problem with it this should not have happened when i'm basically getting it here it shouldn't have happened takeoff should not be dead right now this man should not be gone. but sadly that's the world we're living in where people just decide that yo we're going to shoot somebody because we have a disagreement we can't just seem to either let the disagreement go or we're just gonna fight to get this disagreement over and if you get your butt kicked you get your butt kicked and if you win you win but you squash the beef after that you guys go about your separate ways but no we got to start shooting people and ladies and gentlemen this is a street matter I understand people want to get the police involved. You can do that all you want. But from my understanding or from my seeing a video and all this type of stuff, this is a street matter. People in the streets are going to handle that. People in Texas are going to handle that situation, whatever caused the situation for takeoff to die. Again, people might say, oh, this and that, TMZ, E! News, all these people might say that. But the people in the streets around that area and people in the hip-hop industry They really know what really happened because they have ties to that lifestyle. They have ties to the street. They have people that know what really happened at that party with Takeoff and Quavo being there. And I'm not going to go any further into it because I'm not a street guy. I am a civilian. I will snitch. I'm just going to be blunt with you. I will straight up snitch. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm a civilian. I don't play those streets games. There's no snitching here. That's the streets. No, 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 no. I'm a civilian. So don't do anything to me. Just going to make that blunt and perfectly clear. So again, I just wish that people in the streets would go back to the days where people would just fight and punch each other. Just get that out the way. But we're at this point where it just seems that, hey, people are just going to have guns and start shooting off. And again, this is the times that we're in. It is what it is. I just wish that uh this wouldn't have happened and it's still a shell shock to everybody. And E News got <laughs> he got lit up this week from Charlamagne the God from doing a ridiculous thing. They posted up a picture of offset instead of takeoff because in the news industry, they want to be first to post up the information about a passing or an event that happened or something—they just want to be known as the people that did it first instead of the people that were last. Me, I like to go the opposite route. I like to be last or almost semi-last. You want to know why? Because that's when all the information is already out. I can f- like come up with my own idea. I can listen to everybody else's to see what type of paths they took on the matter, and see if my manner is going to be the same, or I could just add something to it, or mine's going to be completely different. And everybody that I've listened to is always the same. They talked about how the hip-hop industry basically talks about violence and everything else and yada, yada, yada. Listen, hip-hop is hip-hop. Music is music. I think that there should be a discretion that rappers should tell these kids and tell these people out here in the streets, like, yo, I'm just rapping something that I never lived. This is fiction. Don't do this. Blah, blah, blah. But you're not going to do that because rap is all about... The character and all about the facades is all about do you live your raps and all this type of stuff. But again, that's a different uh topic for a different day. This right here, this shouldn't have happened to take off. I apologize to his entire family. I know that Quavo and Offset and their mother and their cousins and everybody in that whole family is just having a real hard time. Imagine waking up and seeing that your son, and seeing that your nephew got killed, or just getting that phone call. Just all those types of things that you can't even get a regular thing, like regular individuals will get like a phone call from the police or something. No, they have to see about it on television, from the media, getting tweeted about it, best friends calling them up, say, hey, yo, you turn on the news, or have you seen, heard this... That family's going through something this past week, and they're still going to be going through something. And also, we're almost at the end of the year, and it's about time for Thanksgiving. They're going to be missing a member of the family that is a vital part of that family, not longer going to be at their Thanksgiving table, no longer going to be able to spend Christmas with this year. We're literally at the end of the year, ladies and gentlemen. This is a real pivotal time for people. The end of the year is usually nothing but happiness and celebration is nothing but just celebration and happiness. But now they got to be here with sorrow and the gloom and dark cloud is going to be hovering over them this holiday season because they know they're not going to be with that person that should have been here. That got taken away from them way too early in life. So I want to wish condolences to the Migos family. I really do for this uh, tragic situation. And I want the streets to handle streets business because, again, this is Streets Matter. I'm not going to get more into it. And, uh, again, just uh, rest in peace to Takeoff. You did, the rap community, a lot of service for your time. And you did just people a lot of service because you don't know how many people you guys, the Migos and you Takeoff specifically, have helped with your raps and everything else. So, again, um, rest in peace. Goodbye, good dear sir.
0: Yeah. DJ they thought we forgot. We ain't forget. Don't let that bro bitch in, cause she too messy. Bitch. Who the fuck them broke boys with? Get out my section. Get out my section. Just pull the muscle. Goddamn, too much flexor. Damn. Caught him in traffic on an accident, we pressin Got 'em. Got him. Smoking Zaza every second, I be stressing. <laughs> If they ain't trying ain't tryna beat them, fuck it, won't you stretch them? Do that. They wipe this nose for that tissue, God bless them. Wipe it. I dropped for a four perp, I call that shit Chris Weber. Drink, take off. I know you niggas wanna be me, but it's levels, bitch. I got the gang tatted on me, that's forever. Game. Wanna know my moves and all my spots, but I move clever. Move. Wanna know my stash, how much I got, but ain't gon' tell them. Uh-uh. Push it, push it, run it through it, get that bag, come on go. Titanic yacht, big enough for all my nigga to jump on. on I know she came with you, but she looking for me to go home me. Roll it discontinued like the drink I used to sip on If you know me, know this ain't my first way Certified everywhere, ain't got a premium resume Talk crazy, I pull up underlay. the be late to Nate, dog. I had to regulate <laughs> Public service announcement. While my rich niggas at man, I real shit man. Meet up. Bro, niggas stand to the left. My rich niggas stand to the right. Little mama, she keep looking at me. I'ma knock the pussy out like white. Hit it with a left. Hit it with a right. I'ma knock the pussy out like white. Out, play, fight, nah, nah. If you know me, know this ain't my first way. Certified everywhere, ain't gotta print a resume. Take y'all LA talk LA. crazy, I pull up underlay. <laughs> RP and to late dog, <laughs> I had to regulate. Pocket <laughs> rocket fire, nah. watch 'em disintegrate. Yeah. It's a chart lord, coming on the industry. Sir line state, all of my dinner plate. <laughs> Your main beat says so she wanna make a sex day. <laughs> hey. Rich nigga, I can never be a broke <laughs> nigga. Niggas, bro niggas, I can never get along <laughs> with them. Always. Screenin', yeah, scrain, screen it, Strainin' hey. don't not get strainin' but strainin' so. Don't not get strain but strainin' but strain You don't get shit straight, you don't strain it. You don't get shit strain if you don't strain it. No, I'm gonna the sit back and watch patience. Watch do a trick with the stick, it's amazing. Stick. The band, though, out like in the bando, chopping that bacon Loads on like I'm in the matrix. I keep the cookie like my grandma made it. Cookie. I keep the keys and the pounds and the babies. Key in the bridge came white like shame. White. Draw the limbo through the avenue. Skirt. Pretty little bit with the attitude. Man. Give a shout out to them white boys. boys. All white rolls look radical. radical. Keep you a don't let let them take If they get charge you gotta get straight I cut you up I give him a face look my niggas lurking to spinning the day shit I got them right when you see me wreck spin back the back it's a repeat championship this a 3P should I do window like drizy and freaky I keep beat on me, believe me sir I be up how the trees be I go and put on so much of this ice they sit on touch me you gonna freeze me straining straining straining
1: yeah now off from that tragedy onto another Incident that could have ended tragic, but it didn't as it's come from NBC News. Paul Pelosi has been released from a hospital a week after brutal attack. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, was released from the hospital Thursday a week after suffering a brutal attack from an assailant who broke into the couple's house in San Francisco. Pelosi, 82, had undergone surgery at zuckerberg san francisco general hospital after the attack last friday to repair a skull fracture and injuries to his right arm and hands cnn first reported pelosi's release from the hospital in a statement after his release nancy pelosi said her husband remains under doctor's care as he continues to progress on a long recovery process and convalescence he is now home surrounded by his family who request privacy california prosecutors charge david Depeppi. Forty-two with attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, elderly abuse, residential burglary, false imprisonment, and threatening a public official in connection with Friday's attack. David pled not guilty to those charges on Tuesday. David also faces two federal charges in connection with the assault, including attempted kidnapping and assault with intent to retaliate against a federal official by threatening or injuring a family member. Pelosi was in Washington, D.C. with her security detail when David allegedly bashed a window to break into Pelosi's home early Friday morning. Well, last Friday morning. Now, there will be more information coming out about the attacker, well, basically his background, as it's come from the Hill. Uh, The man who allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, is in the country illegally and could be deported, the Department of Homeland Security said. A Department of Homeland Security spokesperson said in a statement that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE, lodged in Immigration Detainer Tuesday on David, who is facing multiple federal and state charges after he was accused of assaulting Pelosi with a hammer. The spokesperson said records show David, who is a Canadian national, entered the United States as a temporary visitor in March 2008. It would continue on saying in the article that admissible Canadian travelers who are visiting the U.S. for business or pleasure usually do not need to obtain a visa, but they are generally admitted for six months. ICE place a detainer on someone when they have been arrested on criminal charges and the agency has probability cause to believe they can be deported. The spokesperson said ICE detainers request the law enforcement agency that is holding the individual notify the agency before releasing them from custody so ICE can take them into their custody. Okay, so... They're trying to get David back into Canada. I don't see how that's going to happen, to be honest with you, because he attacked a husband of a house speaker, a person that works for the country, a person that literally is one of those high, like official title places for the country, literally a house speaker. That's that's a big title. That's a big position, to be honest with you. And I just don't see how uh, ICE is going to get this man and literally send him back into Canada. I don't. I don't get how they're going to do it personally. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Ice might get him and this guy might die in their custody. I'm not saying that he will if they happen to get him. I'm just saying that he could because again, I just don't see it me personally as just being a guy on the outside looking in and I don't know all the government's uh trade secrets when they got people and detainers in uh, these detention centers and all these places i don't know that because personally i'm an american citizen i've never traveled out of the country i've only stayed inside of the country so let me just clarify that out just out the gate right here i don't know what they're gonna do this is above my pay grade with this man i'm gonna be watching just like everybody else if somehow ice happens to grab him up and say they're sending him back to canada that's gonna be wild i think they're going to. Basically do like they did with El Chapo here. El Chapo was in America. He got uh, sentenced down here in America before he got sent back to Mexico. Or did he ever get sent back to Mexico? I don't know. That was a question mark. I'm not like searching it up right now. I'm just literally speaking off the cuff. I think he got sent back to Mexico. But anyway, I just don't see this guy going back to Canada yet. And again, this still was weird to me. He did say that he was on a suicide mission to do this. This was stupid. Again, I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't get it. If you feel that you are going to kill yourself. Again, I'll reiterate what I said last week. Go and talk to a therapist. Go and try to make friends. Go and try to talk to just anybody out here. Because again, I'll say what I said again. COVID has taught us something that we need people humans need other people to survive with each other if you don't have that talk with other individuals you are basically going to die or you are going to go into insanity that is what happened with covid When a lot of individuals people felt isolated people felt that they were alone and that's how people got into these downward spirals so with now us being back out here in civilization you should be able to talk to somebody at least be on some type of playing field with them and see what you guys have in common try to start a conversation with somebody strike up one something about hey listen i'm having a hard time i need to speak to somebody about something blah 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 somebody can probably point you in the right direction or they might want to talk to you and you guys can just talk about something something needs to be done for people that feel that they are suicidal i want them to get help first and foremost Go to a therapist, talk to a therapist, talk to some friends, talk to family members, talk to anybody and everybody that you can before you feel that you have the need to commit a act that you can never return back from. That's one. But two, if you feel like you're going to be on some type of suicide mission, like these school shooters that go into these places, shoot them up, before they shoot themselves, or they know they're going to die and they just want to take people down with them, please don't do that. Again. Go and talk to everybody that you can. Explain what's going down and all this type of stuff. Please, please. And if you do all of that, and it still does not help, please try to get some pills. I'll add that that I didn't add last week. Get some pills. See, that will help you. All this type of stuff. And if that doesn't, and literally your last resort is suicide, then by all means do that. Because guess what? You have exhausted all your options. You did everything you can and you taking pills, you did all this type of stuff, please then do that if you got to suicide. But do not take anybody else down with you because nobody's asking to go down with you. Nobody's jumping inside that casket with you. No, don't do that. If you're going to commit that type of action, do it towards yourself. Nobody else. Don't try to take nobody else down with you. This guy, I don't know if he needs his head to be examined or what the case may be. I don't know. I just don't get why he would try to attack uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband. I don't get it. I don't think nobody ever will. People could try to say that they will. We, they could talk to him all they want. But at the end of the day, uh, he might get deported back to Canada. He might not. We just got to see first. Me, if I had to place money, I don't think he's going to Canada, being deported back to Canada yet. Now, all to a different topic and still goes in line with uh, school shooters. Um, part school shooter who has been sentenced to life in prison without parole as has come from Yahoo News, a judge in Fort Lauderdale, Florida on Wednesday, formally sentenced Nicholas Cruz to life in prison without the possibility of parole for killing 17 people in the 2018 mass shooting in Florida, uh, Stone Man Douglas High School. Cruz sat silently as the judge formally handed down this life sentence. The 24 year old will be transferred to federal prison where he will remain until his death, So, Nicholas Cruz will be in prison until he dies. Okay. That's cool. That's fine. He doesn't get to walk out amongst the people. I just feel sorry for uh, the family. Well, the families, because it ain't just one. It's families of this, like, situation. Because this, again, is another situation that shouldn't have happened. Again, with school shooters, bro. It's disgusting. It's nasty. I hope as the rest of this year goes out, there will be no more school shootings and hopefully going into next year, there will be no school shootings because again, I don't see how this whole stuff even goes down with school shootings. I don't think that school shootings should be a thing. But again, we get so desensitized to it that somebody's going to end up doing it and it's going to be a problem. It's going to be on the news and you're going to hear me back on here again saying, oh my God, this shouldn't happen. And I'm going to say that every time, every time. This shouldn't happen at all. And I want security at these schools to be manned up and ready for any type of situation. I think security should be around the school, literally brigading the school 24-7 as the school is literally with children. So from the beginning of the day until the end of the day where everybody leaves, from the teachers, the students, to even the janitors, they all need to be watched until everybody leaves. And then once that's done, the police officers can literally go about their day, go home and all this type of stuff. Because now police officers are just not security or you might even have school police officers. Just not just like a regular nine to five job. No, it's literally a situation until from six for seven, whenever the school teachers start coming in and these buses start coming in all the way until these other school programs are done. And then the teachers are done and they start going off and going away. Going home, that's whenever your shift is done, I think. These police officers that are around patrolling the school need to really be manned up and really be ready because, again, I don't think these idiots are going to be done. I don't think school shootings are going to be done from these idiots at all. I just want people to be more uh, aware of what their surroundings are, especially schools. I want the uh, police officers to be aware of what could happen and have them to have the manpower to be ready to do something just in case an idiot is going to try to roll up on the school. So that's just my uh, two cents on that topic there. Now, on to something that's happier for me personally, at least a little bit. As it's come from the Associated Press Oklahoma inmate gets temporary reprieve from execution. As it reads Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stent granted another temporary reprieve to death row inmate Richard Glossop pushing his scheduled execution back until February 2023 so that an appeals court has more time to consider his claim of innocence. Kevin, who is locked in a tough re-election contest, issued an executive order on Wednesday that delays Glossop's execution, which was scheduled for November 21st. Kevin's office didn't immediately respond to a request for a comment, a clemency hearing for a Glossop that was scheduled before the Oklahoma pardon and parole board next week, also will be delayed. I am happy that I'm to hear this. If people don't remember, I talked about this episodes ago. Richard Glossop was a guy that received the death penalty for a murder of a motel owner, uh, Barry Van Trisk. And prosecutors acknowledge that Glossop did not kill the man, but they're saying that he paid off a hotel maintenance man, uh, Justin Seed, or Snide, to do it, and Justin, who was on drugs at the time, he admits to killing the motel owner, but he says that Glossop told him to do it. Again, I went through this a couple episodes ago, you could read or look back into it and listen to that again, but my whole deal is that this man is an innocent man. He's in here for something that he did not do. He did not tell this man to kill this motel owner, and he's been constantly for years saying that he did not do it, and I'm glad that, okay, his execution has at least been pulled off and pushed off until February 2023, and hopefully people will look more into it. Hopefully the court system will look more into it and know that this man did not kill anybody because this was a stupid situation to put this man in death row for something he did not do. Again, I said this before, and I mean what I say. I think that sometimes... When you're in a court case, I think that the DA or whoever the prosecution is, sometimes they just want to win. and Sometimes the defense is the same way. They know they are uh, defending a murderer or defending the wrong party, a person that actually did do what they're being uh, tried for, and they still got to make the case for their client. I think that is disgusting in any case in the matter. If somebody did something and you're defending them and you know it, A.O. dog. You can't be defending that. That's nasty. The area got caught. They got caught by the police. It's game over. Go ahead, send them off. But if they did not do it, then okay. You guys do what you do. You do your due diligence. You do what you're actually supposed to do as a lawyer. You defend somebody that's innocent, and that's the deal. Same thing with a defense. Yo, if you think your police officers are doing the right thing, they gave you all the right information, all this type of stuff, yes. The only thing you can do is lay out the evidence in front of the people, let the people decide it, and all that type of stuff there you go but if you know good and well that that evidence is a lie you know you have a liar on your hands that's willing to do whatever they can to flip just to make sure they don't get in a deaf chair or whatever the case may be and you're just trying to look for a win to make you look good and not be fired by your bosses that's disgusting you are in a position to put somebody in jail that deserves to be put in jail for something they did do and if you are doing it to someone that you know that it did not do it you're disgusting to me You're nasty. The only time that you ever put somebody in jail is because you actually deserve to do it. This guy right here did not deserve to be in jail. He does not deserve to be on death row. Look up Richard Glossup for yourself to read about the information or you can look back to episode 95 where I talked about Richard Glossop's case and I just basically just went down into it because that's when I first learned about Richard Glossup and I talked about how he needs to have somebody working on this thing to get this man out of here. So hopefully... We're one step closer to getting this man out. And hopefully people will start doing research on it. And with this man hopefully getting out, we can look into more people that are on death row that did not do anything to be on death row and is innocent that we can get them off of death row and they can get back to their lives the way that it should have been these years ago. But until then, uh let's hope Richard Glossop gets what he needs to get and hopefully he gets off of death row soon. Now off to a next topic that I personally didn't know until Twitter and it was basically floating about. And as this comes from Variety, Equalizer 3 Drug Bust. Police in Italy seize 120 grams of cocaine from film's caterers in raids hotel rooms. Italian Prima military police raided hotel rooms used by employees of a catering company on the Equalizer 3 on the Amalfi Coast and arrested two caterers after seizing more than 100 grams of cocaine on Tuesday, according to local media. It was in the Italian newspaper that the cops broke into hotel rooms inside the seaside resort uh, used by the Equalizer 3 caterers after the head of the film's catering service suddenly died of a heart attack on Monday evening. Several small packages of cocaine were subsequently found in the man's clothing, raising suspicions that they could be more drugs on the production's premises. The police search yielded 120 grams of cocaine and led to two other members of the film's catering vendor being placed under house arrest in the hotel on alleged drug charging, well, drug dealing charges. A third employee of the catering company was found in possession of a small amount of cocaine and has had his driver's license pulled. Now, the Equalizer 3 is partnered with uh, Italian Eagles Pictures, which is one of Sony Pictures' partners, and they're currently in their fourth week of shooting. So right now, you know they're probably having to deal with this type of crap right now. And again, this is so weird. Who would think a movie set would have 120 grams of cocaine? Now, I don't know the metric system and all that type of stuff, but I'm about to do some quick research for that for a minute, so hold on one second. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back, and let me just say this right now, 120 grams is not even one pound of cocaine. So, I don't know what the deal is with that, why this thing is such a big thing. It might just be because of how much it is, 120 grams. It might be big over there in Italy. Over here in the States, you hear not even a one pound of it. Again, I'm not a drug guy, so let me just, again, I have to put out a whole lot of PSAs here because I don't know nothing about drugs in that parameter and how much it's supposed to weigh, how much you're supposed to have, and all this type of crap. I don't know. But, just off of sheer movies and everything else. When you think of somebody talking about having a big possession of cocaine or anything, and they always talk about the massive numbers that they put like a 100 and something, you think that's big, but you then break it down, and dude, that's not even one pound. But again, we're not in Italy, I'm in America, so I don't know what the rules and regulations over there in Italy is. I don't think they allow cocaine over there. I don't think no place allows cocaine. The states are just starting to allow marijuana we haven't allowed cocaine over here i can see it happening but we haven't i don't know if any countries do yet but i digress um this isn't even one pound but it's on a movie set a big massive movie set this is the third movie in the equalizer uh, franchise that has a big movie star like washington on it it's in the mix with this whole thing. So again, I can see how this becomes a big thing. I haven't seen nobody on ABC or CBS or any of these other big uh, news companies talk about it yet. Hopefully they won't. Maybe they will probably by next week. Who knows? But um, that's not a lot of cocaine, to be honest with you. Not a lot, but a small amount mixed with something could have somebody dying. And that probably did happen with this uh, man that happened to have, suffer a heart attack Monday evening. Who knows? I don't know. Only thing again, that's just not a lot of cocaine, but it's all about what's ever inside the cocaine, what's inside the chemicals of it. But again, nobody should have cocaine on them. If it's not legal, don't do it. Don't get caught out with it. Don't be stupid. I know certain people are going to end up doing the drug anyway, but my whole thing is don't be stupid. Don't get arrested. Don't get yourself caught up in this stuff. If You know it's not supposed to be used. You're not supposed to have it. Just don't mess with it. Use devices that are available to you. That's actually legal. If you need a vice, okay. That's just my personal preference to you. Don't do anything illegal that could get you jammed up. That's all I gotta say for that. Now on to the next topic. As it's come from TMZ, as the title reads, Kanye West can't sell "White Lives Matter" shirts. Two black men got the trademark. Ramses Jaw and Quinton Ward, hosts of the radio show. Civic Cipher legally got rights to the phrase last month telling CNN is all about making sure it doesn't end up in the wrong hands. The trademark covers the right to sell clothing with those words displayed. The trademark was acquired by an anonymous listener of Ramsey's and Quentin's racial justice show. Filing it the same day, Ye wore his controversial outfit at Paris Fashion Week. The listener transferred ownership over to the show a few weeks back. The host would say it was a tough call to take the trademark, but added once it was clear that someone stood to gain significant profit from it. Because as you've seen, even though Kanye says some really hurtful, divisive, and sometimes crazy things, he has a bit of a following, and every time he releases something, it sells out. So these men now have the phrase white lives matter they own it they can sell it on t-shirts they want to do it but they're not trying to make a profit they just want to make sure that it doesn't end up in the wrong hands and i respect it because you know what we took a phrase from somebody that could have did some real uh damage with it they took their phrase from a listener because they wanted to transfer it over to them so that kind couldn't have it i respect it because again we don't want to make things divisive or at least more divisive than it is out here in america I get it, that's fine, do that, Kanye's gonna figure out a different way to sell something else, and more or less, probably Ye took this as a learning experience, he's probably gonna trademark something else first before he actually puts it out to production, so this is just a learning process for Ye, and this is a learning process for anybody, if you're going to try to sell something, please trademark it, please try to uh, have anything filed and licensed so that you will own it nobody else, and that, uh nobody can try to profit off of what you are trying to sell. So Kanye cannot be selling any White Lives Matter t-shirts or sweatshirts or any type of clothing with it. Again, Kanye will figure something out. He'll do something because that's the kind of route that he's on right now. He has to figure a lot of stuff out because, again, they are ganking a lot of things away from him, his businesses and all that type of stuff. And again, in my personal feeling, I think Kanye's going to get some of these businesses back. Kanye's going to do an apology tour. He's going to do... A whole lot of apologies. And probably by next year, he's going to have a different deal with somebody else. It's probably going to be kept in the dark. And until Kanye gets upset, blows up about it, and he has to expose that he's been working with this company, that company. Maybe not. I don't know. But the way that Kanye talks about his own creations and his own stuff when he doesn't like something, that will probably be the route for Kanye about next year. Again, the human body and the human mind were real fickle with people unless we really want to hold a grudge with people in this cherry-picking who we decide to hold a grudge with. And again, I think with Kanye's power and the way that Kanye is viewed by the public, I think he's going to get some grace from people. Again, I don't see it now. Probably by next year, he probably will get some grace. And if not by next year, the year after that. I don't see him being sent on the bench but for so long. I think this is a little pow-pow, a little timeout out for him from the big companies, the big people that actually own these things that he does partnerships with. I think they're giving him a little pow-pow to make him sit down and learn about his lessons and try to get himself fixed up together, or at least have somebody run up in there and try to help him get his business right. Maybe. We'll have to see. But again, Lives matter. He can't sell it. Nobody owns that except for these guys over here, and I'm cool with that, personally. Now off to the next topic. is basically about the midterm elections. Um, the midterm elections are this Tuesday in the next two days, and we have election day. People go out there and vote. Now, I was asked what was the midterms about, and I personally did not know all the just of it, so I had to look up what the midterms were about, and this is coming from uh, the U.S. Embassy and consultants in Italy, and people might say, why did you go to that? It's basically letting it Italian people know what the midterms are about in the United States, and I think that even with us being Americans, we still need to look up certain things to understand what we are truly doing in this election why we are voting why we are caring and the information that comes from this website says most of the attention of the midterm elections is focused on the two chambers of congress the u.s senate and the house of representatives members of the house are elected for two-year terms so all 435 seats are decided during the midterm elections so all the seats will be up for grabs while on the other hand senators are elected to staged six-year terms that means one-third Of the 100 seats are up for grabs in the midterm elections in the Senate. So to break that more down into layman's terms, there was a quote from a professor of politics at George Washington University, and he put, "Why is this so important? Whoever controls the House or the Senate controls the agenda. So whatever wants to get passed or whatever gets brought up to the president, all this type of stuff, it has to get brought up to the House." in the Senate before it could even be brought up to the president. So this is why the midterm elections are so important. So please go out there and vote. And also, don't just vote for a political party because you have been voting for that political party for years. If your home is Republican and you think that you got to vote Republican or vice versa, if your home has been voting Democrat and you got to vote Democrat just because of that, don't do that. Vote for whoever's in your best interest, who's in your best, who, thinks, who you think is basically going to represent you the best. Because, again, America might say we're all about inclusion, we're all about togetherness. At this point in time, we're not. So, if we're going to be honest with ourselves and truly be honest, I think everybody should need needs to really vote for themselves. Who's the best candidate for you? What do they truly represent? Do they have your best interests at heart? All this type of stuff needs to be included when you do go to the polls and vote for whoever you do vote for. Don't just vote for somebody because you think you have to No, actually look them up in the time that you do have now look them up see what they're trying to promise you see what fake promises they are promising you see which one actually has the better fake promises because be honest with you a lot of them want to actually put those promises into action but some of them won't be able to because they have to constantly juggle uh the situation of pleasing their masters so when you do go to the polls again, vote for whoever you think is going to best serve you and who has the best in line with your ideas and your ideology. So that's my PSA for everyone out there to go out there and just vote this upcoming Tuesday. Go ahead and do that. Now off to the final topic before I get you guys out of here as it's come from The Guardian. Twitter sued by former staff as Elon Musk begins mass sackings. Twitter is facing a class action lawsuit from former employees who say they were not given enough notice under U.S. federal law that they had lost their jobs, finding out they had been let go when they were locked out of their work accounts on Thursday. In a company-wide memo, staff were informed on Thursday that they would receive an email to their personal email if they were being fired as part of the mass sackings at the platform in which up to half of the company could go. Before those emails arrived, dozens of Twitter staff began posting on Twitter that they had been fired after discovering they were no longer able to access their work emails accounts or log into their work laptops. Musk plans to cut up to 3,700 staff may hit a roadblock. However, after a lawsuit was filed in the U.S. federal court in San Francisco seeking orders from Twitter, to comply with the Federal Work Adjustment and Retaining Notification Act, which requires 60 days notice for mass layoffs at large employers. The lawsuit brought on behalf of five Twitter employees so far, says one was fired on November the 1st, while three were not informed at the time of filing, but had been locked out of their email accounts. So Elon Musk is facing this uh, class action lawsuit, and this is going to cost Elon some money if this thing goes up there. If... Just to be honest with you, if I was Elon, I'd just pay these people just something just to get them out the way. I don't think that they're going to get a big, massive like win, to be honest with you, because again, Elon has enough money to tie them up into legal litigations for as long as he wants, and he can just drain them dry. That's what all these big companies, all these big people that are worth a lot of money, a la Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, and even Bill Gates, if he wants to get at people like that. He has a lot of money to tie you into uh, just the legal rooms for as long as they want and just bleed you until you're down to your last freaking penny. So for me, I would just say, hey, yo, just go up to Elon. Hey, listen, this is what we want because you didn't give us enough time. Just give us this amount of money and that's be it. Call it a day. And I guarantee you, Elon will be fine as long as you don't try to like try to eye gouge him with the money. That's ridiculous. But again, People lose their jobs every single day. I just think that this is a big thing because Elon Musk just took over, what, Twitter last Friday. And again, people are losing their jobs. Again, it happens every day. I don't wish for that to happen, but it does is a part of, well, this work life that people are in. So, again, for people that are being, like, cut from Elon Musk's Twitter right now and you guys are about to go into this class action, here's your two options. One, either you guys all join in on this class action and try to get at Elon Musk and try to hope that you guys get a judge that will actually work in your favor and doesn't care about Elon Musk's status and all that type of crap. Or two, you guys just go up to Elon Musk yourself or at least somebody in that Twitter office that you guys have some type of relationship with that is close to Elon at the moment and tell them, hey, yo, listen, for this class action lawsuit to go away, yo, we just need this amount of money so we at least can stay on our feet until we find another job. because again. Is not fair to cut them off before even giving them 60-day notice for a massive layoff the way that Elon Musk is trying to do with Twitter. So again, these are the two routes that the people could go with. Hopefully something gets handled for these people that have lost their jobs and Elon actually does pay them something. That's what I'm hoping for, but we will have to see as the time will goes on now with that all being said i hope you guys have a great sunday and also i hope you guys did turn your clocks back one hour because we are out of daylight savings time thank god for that so everybody gets to sleep one more extra hour and um yeah i hope you guys have a great sunday i hope you guys have a great rest of your week i want to say thank you to apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podbeam all these other podcast sites that have me on their station because without these podcast sites i would not be able to upload these podcasts and without that these episodes would not be able to reach you, the listeners, and I do also want to thank you, the listeners, for downloading these episodes for every single week. Next week we're up to episode 100, and I really do appreciate that as well because I lay be able to look at the numbers every single time, and I'm able to see who's downloading it, in what region, and what area across the world. And I do appreciate every single one of you. So again, thank you all for everybody that plays a part in this whole big freaking podcast world. Just keep it uh moving forward especially my world I really do appreciate every single one of you now always remember I love, you, I love
0: you I love you I love you I love you I love you I love
1: you I love you all I thank you all truly from the bottom of my heart it really means a lot to me I hope you guys have a great Sunday a great rest of your week also I did release a wrestling podcast it's basically me covering what happened at the wwe event crown jewel yesterday in saudi arabia i do give my reaction to that if you want to listen to that it's available right now if you don't that's cool too i just want to give you guys the option and tell you guys what i'm up to every single time i have something out now again with that all being said love you thank you please have a great weekend do what you do please be safe don't be a dick be considerate to every single person because again as this title is called finite we are only on this world for a finite amount of time so you have to at least think about not just yourself, but every other person that's out here. Because again, you don't know when your time is called. You don't know when you you're just basically gonna leave out of here. So I think you wanna leave out of here on a good note instead of a sour note for people to always remember you by. So take that to uh consideration when you go out this week now this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again this has been my two cents podcast hosted by g2 he is i and i am him i love you all i thank you and kanye can you please take these people home i'm tired you tired Uh jesus wept